Lockyer puts his kick down for Silva to come away and then step and beat one, slices through, goes beyond two, three, Silva's on his way, clear the tarmac, he's coming into land. Stone offloads, Silva looking to put the step on, Rod Silva has gone straight through and he'll score. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NRL Bulldogs fans podcast. One week later was the grand final, 1998, back at the SFS. Uh, unfortunately, uh, losing that one, but yeah, uh, I'm sure we, it's an honor to play. We got pumped. We got pumped. But I think in defense of the team, <laughs> I'd like to think that we played a lot of football in the previous five or six weeks, and Brisbane mm. were pretty fresh. And the, the, the worst thing that happened to us, we were leading at half time. We didn't know how to lead. <laughs> so, you know, that was start started, you know. Um, I think we were tired. And, yeah, it was just one of those, especially the second half. The second half was just got away from us. And then um, I, I still think we, we did great to get there and, uh, even though we got beat by a, a few, we still, it was still a really good year, really good finish to the year. Um, not everyone can win it, but it would have been nice against them. <laughs> this is what uh, the crowd of uh, 98 against Power. Yeah. And comparing it against the, the crowd against Manly in 95, which one was the better atmosphere? I think the 98 game. The 98. Yeah, the 98. Because the. Uh, even though, you know, power are all over us for a lot of the game, I don't think any of our supporters moved. They were, I think they were anticipating something. <laughs> so they, they knew something that we didn't. But, yeah, I, that crowd, it was felt like they were on top of you. And, um, you know, just the big moments. I remember all the big moments. Um, and normally when you're playing... I know it's it sounds weird, but you don't you can't you can hear the crowd, but you can't hear them if you know what I mean. Like you're trying to listen to what's going on the field, and I just remember that that game, the crowd were right in it, the '98 game. Yeah, still get right into it. Well, much of these days, <laughs> great. After 1998, you did go on to play one more grand final for the Bulldogs, reserve grade game against Penrith in 2000. Where does that where does that rank? Do you have happy memories of that, or were you frustrated uh, that you're playing reserve uh, grade? Yeah, I was frustrated because I, I think me and Travis Norton were the only ones who got dropped, like from that side, the first grade side, and it was the last six games, so it was very fr frustrating, um, and. I, I actually, I think I broke my bone in my foot maybe the week before or the grand final. So, and I had to get a needle to play. So I was uncomfortable anyway. I did. I don't think I played any good in the grand final because I lost a bit of interest, you know, being dropped. That was a pretty good reserve grade team though. Yeah. That was year, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they had um, a lot of good players. It was, yeah, and it was nothing against them. It was just a personal thing for me. I just felt like, yeah, I shouldn't have got dropped, but that's the way it goes. You just got to suck it up. It's, yeah, it was hard. Uh, all right, we've got um, 
a couple of quick fire questions. We'll just fire them at you real quick. And the first thing that comes to mind, just shoot it out. And then we've got a few questions from the social medias to uh, wrap up. Okay, mate. Scotty, you want to start it? Oh, yeah. Uh, career highlights. I think we've touched on a few, but... Um, yeah, I'd say, yeah, probably my first first grade game. Um, and my first first grade, there'd be two. First first grade game for Roosters, first first grade game for the Bulldogs. Um, winning the grand final. Um, you know, playing in a couple of grand finals. I mean, I got player of the year for the Bulldogs, so that was pretty nice considering mm. we had a couple of pretty strong side on paper anyway. 99, we probably should have won it again because we had Darren Smith, Ricky Stewart, Bradley Clyde, besides all of our other core players. So to win the player of the year was really nice. 93 was a good year, the Dally M fullback of the year. 88, my first year was really good too because I got rookie of the year at the Roosters. And it was the first time I met Jack Gibson, which was a highlight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. He was a coach. Of, I actually got picked in the New South Wales under-21 side. He was a coach. So, um, yeah, that was a pretty good highlight. Um, meeting Arthur Bateson was a highlight. Uh, then when I come to the Dogs, you know, just, you know, playing with all those blokes that I played with. Um, and we're still good friends now. Our kids have grown up knowing each other and that. And winning the comp, um, I don't know what else to say. It was all good. It was all good. Rugby league was good to me. Um, it was really, really good to hear that you guys are still super close and yeah. family, friends, mm. generations later. Um, yeah. Who was the best player you ever played with? Um, yeah, it's, it's hard. And I, I hate to narrow it down, but there were so many good ones. But, yeah, I, if I could probably divide it up in the uh, uh, best forward, and uh, I'll, actually I'll do the, the best. What about if I do the best forward and the best back for the Roosters, and the best forward and the best back for the Dogs? I like that. I like that. <laughs> I'm a fan. All right. So the best forward for the Roosters, uh, Craig Salvatore, unbelievable footballer, a front row who can chip and chase, unbelievable. Um, and the best back for the Roosters probably would have been, uh, although it, it's hard to split a couple of them, I'd say Steve George Alice, because we played under 21 together. And yeah, he was a great player, Steve George Alice. Then for the dogs, it'd, it'd be Bar yep. back, and and it'd be another tough one in the forwards, but I'd have to say Brady, Darren Brett. Yeah, I can't believe he didn't play for New South Wales, but, but anyway, that's another story. It's a crime, <laughs> that's what it is. It's a, it's a tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he was almost like the player at the Dogs in the late night, especially in the pack. He, he, led, uh, he led him. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But then, you know, it's hard, and when you single out blokes, it's hard because there were so many others, you know. All, all, all the forwards that led the way for us, you know, they all set the platform um, at, at both clubs. So, uh, it, and playing fullback, you, your forwards just create so much opportunity for you. 
because they do all the hard stuff and then the backs kind of feed off to the hard stuff that they've done. And and it blokes, the forwards that can ball play make it even better for someone like me that is sniffing around the, the big guys. Who is your best coach? Um, best coach? Probably, I would say, yeah, I've had a couple of good ones. But my, probably my first year, I, Vince White, he was the uh, Roosters under-21s coach. Yep. He was, yeah, just a real good communicator. You knew where you stood. You knew what he expected from you. But in saying that, the others were different. They had different styles and that. Um, I would say the coaches, all the other coaches were pretty similar. But the, the guys that really affected me, and I love both these blokes um, because I think they really affected the way I played footy was Ronnie Palmer at the Roosters. He was the trainer and Billy Johnson at the Dogs. They both changed the way I thought about rugby league and the way I trained. So um, I, I'd like to think anything good that I was able to do was because of those two guys. Who do you reckon was the best player you came up against? In my time, um, probably Andrew Johns. Andrew Johns is just, yeah, cut above. Um, yeah, there was a lot of good players, but yeah, I, I think Andrew Johns was above and beyond anyone else. But I, with that debate, I think Jonathan Thurston's just a little bit better than him, in my opinion. Oh, wow. <laughs> only because, only, and I say that with respect for both of them, but mm. I know Joey was the best of his time, but the, the only difference I would say, in my opinion, and I love both of them, Jonathan Thurston would chase a bloke 100 metres. I don't think yeah, Joey yeah. would. That, well, that would be the only difference, I would say. So the competitiveness in Jonathan Thurston gets in the edge? Yeah. I, I think so. I think so because, they, you know, match winners um, made players outside them better than, you know, by playing with them, created things out of nothing, kick, pass, you know, foresee things before other blokes could see it. Um, yeah, I, all those categories pretty equal, but I, my, my only one thing would be, and I don't know, Joey... I'd probably say Joey would chase someone 50 metres, but Jonathan Thurston, <laughs> JT would chase him the 100. That would be my only difference. But that's my humble opinion, and I'm no one, so, you know. <laughs> and I suppose one <laughs> other difference is that JT played for the Bulldogs and Joey didn't, so that's, that's yeah, a exactly, up for JT. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, what, a, what a tragedy it was. We let him go. Unbelievable. But at least he was a premiership winner at the Bulldogs as well. So I know. Unbelievable. But, yeah. Imagine if he, imagine how many, oh yeah, competitions or finals or grand finals we would have won if he stayed. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was your favourite stadium to play at? Um, love playing at Belmore. Yep. It's like a graveyard because every I know every other team that won that came there was scared. No, I don't think they were scared of us. They were scared of our supporters. <laughs> but, no, Belmore, Belmore, because we, you know, spend so much time there. It's a great place to play, and home ground advantage is such a big thing. And I think we really miss out on it by going to Stadium Australia and all that. Stadium Australia was good, but my probably 
my favourite ground was the Sydney Football Stadium it, because it, they were on. Yes, the supporters were on top of you. It's kind of, you know, you've, it's really, it's a really good atmosphere. Who had the biggest influence on your regular career? Um, I'd probably say. Jack Gibson had a, a fair bit of influence, especially when I started. Um, I don't know who else. Probably my wife. <laughs> I, I listened to her a fair bit. She was always right. I can't tell her that, but she was always right about things. We'll make sure we'll, she can't listen to this podcast. We'll put a block on her phone or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, you spend so many, uh, so much time, uh, time away from your family playing football and then all the, you know, all the feedback and, you know, you're coming home, you know, when you get beat, disappointed or if you have a bad game, disappointed. She's just got to, she's there and she's listening to you and trying to, you know, lift you up again. So um, I think she, because of her, I was able to, you know, play for so long and, um, feel good about it because she'd always say the right thing. Who was your favourite teammate? Uh, um, Could be for any reason. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, at the dogs, there was a heap. There was a heap, but I love, um, I love the used boys, love Hazem, um, James Pickering, uh, Gav Lester. Yeah, just... It, I love the love Brittany and um, Steve Reardon and Travis Norton, um, Ralphie, you know, uh, Barry Ward. We just Shane Martini, Willie Talau, um, Daryl Halligan. I, I could name them all Matt, Matty Ryan, Johnny Timu, Bar. Everyone, it was all different personalities, but same with the Roosters. Like, you just because you spend so much time together. You just got to you. You got to have a thick skin because everyone's kind of, you know, having a crack at each other just to make things uh, time go by or just their personalities. But I, I don't think there was many footballers at either club that I didn't really like because um, we're all in the same boat, all trying to do your best, spending a lot of time together, training pretty hard together, um, and you. Then more or less your family for you, you know, half of your life when you're playing for them, you know, when you're with training and playing, you're away from home for a fair bit. So, yeah, I probably left people out that I shouldn't have, but uh, yeah, um, has them, we're really good friends. Um, just don't see a lot of them. Jason Harrington, I, I left out. Um, he's, he's a real good man. Pretty. Um, yeah, there's so many. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I probably couldn't narrow it down. I, I just, <laughs> I, yeah. Um, all the blokes, uh, I've, yeah. Uh, nothing but respect for, you know, them individually and what they've done and the type of men they are. Especially, you know, Canterbury is a family club, so they're all pretty much got the same sort of uh, mentality regarding our families and playing football. And 
yeah, it kind of made it easy to be around them. I can kind of see why now the success of it. Like you, you yeah. listed the whole squad, um, which is which is awesome because the, yeah. how close you guys were, and no wonder yeah. why you got the game done against Parramatta um, when you we got you're all so close with each other. That yeah. that makes it easier. Before Matthew jumps into the following the follows question, so we got a few questions. I just I had one off the top of the head. Um, you're the uncle of Braden Burns, the Bulldogs new recruit. Yep. How, uh, did he give you a phone call and say, Canterbury wants me? Did you tell him, go there straight away? If you get an offer from the Bulldogs, you have to leave everything? Well, how did that? No, no. Before I say that, I left out another good bloke and great family man, Pricey, Stephen Price. Oh, yes. <laughs> the legendary Pricey. Yeah. He was so young in that 95 game too. So, you know, Pricey <laughs> there for a long time, a Bulldogs man. <laughs> yeah, great family man. Love his family. You know, our girls... Get on. Um, yeah, I I'm sorry, I forgot to mention him. But Braden, so Braden Burns, yeah. So Braden Burns, I'm his great uncle, really. So okay. I'm his great uncle. So my sister, Izzy, who's, who passed away in 98, was his grandmother. So Braden, he, I'm sure everyone's, or a lot of people know his story. Uh, both his parents were in jail for a lot of his growing up. Uh, and his grandmother and his grandfather on his mother's side basically brought him up. So we didn't see him for a, a long time until he was uh, 18 or 19 when he, and he reached out to us when he got graded with the Panthers. So he had a couple of years with the Panthers then he saw, and he reached out to our family and just said he wanted to um, get to know our side because he, he's grandparents had protected him from our family because his father was you know always in jail and his his mother was in jail too but um i think they just wanted to protect him from us because you know they were worried about his upbringing so he reached out to us and when he came to sydney with the panthers and yeah we started to get to know each other and and now he's really close with my two daughters they're my youngest is a year younger than him and my oldest is a year older than him. So he fits right in the middle. They treat him like a brother. Um, it's, it's a pretty exciting time. If, if you get a chance, um, maybe have a yarn to him because he, he can tell you his story better than I can. Uh, it's really touching and from what he was born into to, to the young man that he is now is it's just, if you didn't know the story, you wouldn't believe it because it's unbelievable what he's done. And he's, you know, I think he's 25, 25 years on this planet. Um, yeah, amazing. And yeah, he's, he's getting married. He's, he's engaged to his partner. They've got a baby too soon. Um, and he's got a younger brother he's, he's looking out for too. So, um, He's quite an amazing young man, and he's. Um, I'm a little bit biased. I know he could, he's going to be good for us. He's just got. To, he's had no luck with injuries, so if he mm. can stay, a lot of people have asked me because they know. I said, look, if he stays on the field, he's going to be good for us. So, um, I'm hopeful that all his bad luck with injuries are, are gone, and um, he gets to you know cement a spot, and. Um, the side goes well for him. So that's what I'm hopeful. And when he when he actually signed with them, because I had no clue, he was still in Queensland with the Rabbits. 
Um, okay. So he rang me and he, he rang me pretty early and because I'd been asking, I said, oh, mate, what's going to happen? Who are you playing for? And, that, and I'd been asking him for a couple of weeks, driving him mad probably because <laughs> normally driving mad. But he, he said, he goes, you're not going to believe it, but uh, I've signed with the Bulldogs. So I went, no way. And I kind of got a little bit emotional because I always wanted him to come to the Dogs, especially because I, th- I thought we needed a couple of centres anyway. But And then when he told me, I was I, I couldn't believe it. And I was so happy for him. And I said, mate, it's, it's a great club. You're going to fit in there. Um, and he, he was very, you know, happy to be going there. Because he, he, I told him all the stories about the club and how it was a family club and, you know, very proud club and we, you know, only wanted success. So, um, I, I think he was pretty happy when he rang me because he knew I'd be stoked. And then he told me by myself. So he rang me and I was actually out of the house. And then I come in and I told my... <laughs> My wife and my two daughters and they were going nuts because they were all bulldog mad and because, of, you know, they kind of felt like they had to go for the side that he played for all the time, like South or Penrith, when he was playing. Um, but now that he's with the Bulldogs, um, everyone's happy. So, if touch wood, if he stays on the field, I think he's going to be good for us. That's that's a great story. We'd love to have Brayden uh, on yeah. the podcast as well. Um, yeah. We would have wanted to distract him though. Um, we wish him all the best for the season coming up. Uh, so we we announced that you were coming onto the podcast. So we threw it out and picked a couple of questions from Twitter um, yeah. and Facebook. Uh, the first one comes from uh, Twitter at Ron underscore Bell has asked on your thoughts of the Robert Ralph pass for your try in the '98 finals match. He also says uh, you were one of his favourite ever Bulldogs. That that's very nice, and I appreciate that. And uh, that that one of the best things about playing for the Bulldogs was our supporters, because uh, like, like I said earlier, I, I don't think we have we're unmatched with supporters. Uh, no matter what, um, they'll always support you, um, even when you finish playing. They're still supportive. So we've always had great supporters, and I appreciate the comment. But that pass. Um. Yeah. What do you say about it? You just, I think, well, one thing in my time at the Bulldogs when I was playing, I all of all of our forwards could ball play. Um, you know, I suppose the outside public wouldn't see that, but you could see it at training, and you know, you'd see it in games at at different stages. But if they didn't get a mentioned or something in the game well no one really knew about it but I knew all the forwards that I played with could ball play so you just keep going up and you just keep hoping and I remember Jack before I when I first started um he said he said to me at the at the Roosters and when I played New South Wales under 21s he goes as long as you keep coming up even if they don't give it to you you're going to get someone's attention so you're going to help someone. And that kind of stuck with me. So, um, And then when I came to the Bulldogs, I had the best example of a support player you'll ever get in rugby league, Terry Lamb, and I just used to watch him. Um, probably sometimes I shouldn't have because I should have been backing up, but I just watched what he'd do. And um, he just kept turning up. And 
for a lot of the times that I did score tries, it was from just snipping around the forwards and one of them getting a ball away. And that was just, I, I suppose the circumstances of that ball make it such more bigger than it probably was in a, if, if it was just a comp game. But, um, you know, all, all the blokes could do that. And, you know, um, that was just a, a great part, you know, a great pass from Ralphie and, and got me at the right time. And I think it surprised all the, the Paris um, defenders too, because um, Clinton was, a, it's, I know what it's like at fullback. If you're on the back foot, it's hard to, you know, get someone. And I just had enough room to get through there, but it was a magical pass and, um, yeah, I was just glad I was there to carry it on and, and score an important try for us. Another Twitter question from Ole, Ole George asks, did you uh, did the players know we scored on the seventh tackle in the grand final? He also goes on to ask about your mid-season switch uh, going from the Roosters reserve grade to grand final. How did, uh, yeah, how did that pretty much come across? I know we mentioned it a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, no, nah, we didn't know we scored on the seventh tackle, but okay. who cares? It was against Manly and it was a grand final. Who cares? That's right. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Everyone hates Manly. 100%. There's only, there's only three good things about Manly. Cliff Lyons, Steve Menzies and Georgie Rose. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm only sure. joking about that. They, they're great blokes, but we, I can honestly say none of us knew. Well, I'm pretty certain none of us knew. And... You know, it's not up to us. So you take the good with the bad. Mm. Um, and coming, it was great. It was unbelievable to come from not even being a reserve, like being on the bench for reserve grade and playing in a grand final and beating Manly, who had such a great year, and being in a great team to beat Manly. Mm. It was just, uh, yeah. You're getting a try yourself as well. Yeah, unbelievable. Just, um, I don't know. It's hard to put in the words. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to put in the words, but it's just, as a little boy, something you dream of and, yeah, dreams do come true. Yeah, and Kelly from Facebook says, you had your debut at the Roosters, but a grand final winner at the Bulldogs. Um, what team did you prefer playing at? Oh, it's a privilege to play at both both clubs. Um, and I'm not trying to be diplomatic. It was. Uh, the Roosters are a great club too. Very successful. Um, I was a young man when I went there. I didn't really know uh, what, you know, being a you know rugby league player was all about. But they taught me in my time there. And then going to the Bulldogs, uh, like I said, a, a, another great club. Uh, and a, a club that I found prides itself on being successful. Um, and like everyone knows, they are the family club. So it was even better uh, going to a place like that. Uh, both clubs were great. Perfect. And before we let you go, um, we'll touch on next season, uh, 2022 or up to a couple yep. of new signings. What are you expecting um, from the boys this year? Well, I know we're all expecting, and I'm saying all because we're all passionate about our club. So we're all expecting our guys to be successful. 
and I think we will be. Um, I just don't, I don't know what to what degree, but I know, um, you know, Trent and, and Dave and Freddie Serraldo. <laughs> Do you know Freddie Serraldo? He's been there forever. Mm. One of the behind-the-scenes guys. Love him. And he's seen all the great players and all everything, you know, the great times go through, through Canterbury. Mm. But I, I think we're going to be really competitive. I think we're going to gel. Yeah. Um, I think we've bought the right mix of players. Um, I, I, we're not going to have any excuses. Not that we've used them in the past anyway. I don't think we're going to have any excuses. Um, and I think we're going to be the Bulldogs of all. I think we're going to be really competitive. Um, I think you can't see it until we actually play, but yeah. I, I know we've I know we've been training hard and I know our coaches are making sure that these guys have time to kind of gel training-wise, but mm -hmm. they can't do it game-wise. So I think it's going to take us a couple of rounds, I'd say six rounds, and, and then we'll, we'll probably, after six rounds, I think we're going to have our side that is going to be our side. So I, I think early we're going to have, you know, they're going to sort out who's going to be playing where and, you know, uh, their role and uh, how we've kind of played this year. Then mm. after those six rounds, um, who knows? I think it'll be the other sides need to, they'll have to start worrying about us, in my opinion, um, if we have a little bit of luck. It's going to be a hard first six rounds too. Yeah, we got, we got, from... <laughs> yeah, we got, we got a tough draw, but, you got to play them all, so mm -hmm. they might mm. they might be experience. They well, they might we might start better than them. Yes. So yeah, I, you got to play them all. So yeah, um, yeah. and it, you know it might be a good thing for the rest of the year playing those four out of the six toughies uh, early. It might put us in good stead for later on when the the big games that matter come on. If the Bulldogs were to come, say, 10th at the end of the year, maybe one win out of the finals, would you say that's yeah. a pass mark? From just at this point, I know it's hard to say if we don't know yeah. circumstances Yeah. at the moment, but would um, you say that's a good year? Um, being a Bulldogs fan, I, I don't think so. Unless we're playing semis, we're not. it's not successful, in my opinion. Oh, sorry, I love that response. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I would say, yeah, from an outsider's point of view, looking at the club and how we've bought and, yeah, you know, finishing 10th would probably be a positive. But I, from a Bulldogs point of view, I don't think it would be. Unless we're, unless we're playing semis, uh, I don't think it can be counted as success. So unless we're playing playoffs, okay. even though it's a new, it's a, basically a new team. But, you know, uh, one thing I do know is when you put that jersey on, you... You give it your best, and um, we all expect our side to, you know, have a real hot, red hot crack. So, um, like I said, I don't think unless you make the playoffs, I don't think it's a successful year. And it, it, put, it might be asking too much, but I think we've got the talent. Um, we've got, every, you know, all the stars aligned. We've got everyone um, who we need to best to be successful. Um, 
we're just got to do it on the field. So I don't think there's any excuses. Maybe I'm being too hard. <laughs> it's a real exciting time, though. Yeah, uh, I don't think, it is. Um, the anticipation before this this mm. season, from a Bulldogs perspective and amongst the fan groups, probably higher than it's been for for a couple of years. Um, yeah. Probably due to some of those signings that we've made. Um, yeah. But our outside, our backline now looks yeah. lethal. So, if, yeah. like you said, if they start gelling um, as quickly as possible, there'll be some teams will struggle to hold them out. Yeah. I, I agree, I, it's, but it'll start in the middle, guys. It'll start yeah. with our because it you could, you know, the fox. If he doesn't, if we don't go forward, he's not going to get any ball. So mm. we need our boys in the middle to go forward, and I think we've got some tough characters in the middle there. So we'll, we'll see, but I'm very hopeful and positive. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Rod, for your for your time tonight if, um, you've been very good with your time so we thank you for that and just want to say uh, we appreciate you coming on whenever a ex-player or somebody involved in the club comes on the podcast and spends some time talking to us we're, we're really um, you know humbled I guess by, by those experiences so thank you so much for coming on um, we're happy to come on boys and anytime um, you know Canary was a big part of my life and um, I love the club and I'm really looking forward to us being successful again. Thank, thank you, Rod. Uh, I must say, it, like Matthew, just turning on Matthew, um, it's always exciting on an ex-player, but an ex-player, you know, your calibre at the Bulldogs. You still get spoken about today at the stadiums and stuff like that. Um, it's So to have that, it's like you're pinching ourselves a little bit. Like I get so nervous before recording and stuff like that. And... Just so excited, so thank you so much. You you guys are welcome, eh? And just just blokes like you make our club great. You just keep keep things, you know, you keep our ex-players involved. Um, you you remind us of our culture. Um, and it's it's really positive, boys. So what you do is is really good too. So don't think years uh because you know how passionate our supporters are, so it's it's great for them and it's great for old blokes like me too. Because I like staying in touch with what's going on and listening to the other guys that you know and their experiences, even if different eras and that. It's it's nice to see how they see things when you know they were playing.